Welcome to Under the Ring Pro Wrestling Conversations. My name is Phil Strum. So pleased that you joined me today. My guest on today's show has a really interesting story to tell. It's Davey Richards, one of the finest wrestling technicians of his generation. Davey will be wrestling for MLW at 7.30 p.m. on Thursday in their annual Battle Riot card at the Melrose Ballroom in Long Island City, Queens. Davey Richards will be in the Battle Riot as well as challenging Alex Kane for the MLW National Openweight Championship. But Davey left wrestling for a period of four years. During the podcast, he says this, and he's pointing to a textbook. He's currently just shy of becoming an emergency room physician. He's also a father now. So he's got an incredibly busy schedule, so I'm thrilled he was able to make some time for us. So here we go with Davey Richards. Back on Under the Ring, thrilled to be joined by one of the top technical wrestlers of his generation, Davey Richards. Uh, Davey competes for MLW. They have their upcoming Battle Riot show at... Melrose Ballroom in Queens on Thursday, June 23rd. Davey, welcome to Under the Ring Pro Wrestling Conversation. So glad to be here. Oh, wow. It is at Melrose Ballroom. Man, I think that's where – is that where Ring of Water used to run? They used to run the Hammerstein in No, 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 no. no. I, I wasn't, no, I did Hammer – no, I mean, me and Eddie, we, we, we main evented the first Hammerstein. Right. And then uh, we did Manhattan Center, but I think before that was Melrose, and that's where me and Jimmy Rave wrestled in glass, and we didn't know it. And he broke oh, my, wow. my eye socket on accident. That was the toilet paper hitting the chandelier. Yeah, I think. Man, I think that was Melrose, but man, that's a long time. I've been hitting the head a lot since. Have to check. So. Mel- Melrose is a good bed you either way, but yeah, welcome. So glad you're with us today. Thank you for joining us. Absolutely. I guess uh, to start off, what what appealed to you about MLW, and why did you decide to have a good portion of the next chapter of your career there? Um, it it, it was just a very uh, very organic. It was very um. I don't know. I just kind of, I didn't really know a lot about them. Um, but then again, at that point in time, um, I didn't know a lot about any wrestling because I stepped away completely for four years. So, um, yeah, of, of the of the offers I got, and I was very um, grateful to them. They were the best fit because um, just the timing and where I was at. And plus, you know, be, me being where I'm at in wrestling, I kind of, I don't know, I feel like it's kind of pompous, but I guess I feel like I've earned the right to, you know, do what I want, you know, and, uh, and I have always believed, um, that wrestling is sport first. And I think we, me and MLW share that mentality. So I think that would be the best place for me. Um, so I just, you know, not trying to say my way is the only way or my way is better than everyone else's, but I mean, I'm entitled to my opinion, like everybody else. So, and I feel like fans and, and myself would want to have me doing what I truly believe in and what I truly love rather than trying to, you know, force a square peg through a round hole. So, so it, it was very organic, a very condensed answer to a long winded uh, approach. And now that you're the veteran, you know, people coming to you asking for advice. Are you, are you producing oh, there yeah. as well too? Yeah. Yeah. I'm an agent and I am. Um, yeah. I'm an agent. I get asked to do a lot of seminars and, um, um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy, man. I, I um, but it's cool too because I'm very flattered that people. I'm such an inspiration um, to to so many people, and um, you know, I feel like you know where I'm at in my career is uh, my number one job is to give back. You know, because wrestling has given me so much, so it's a good opportunity, another opportunity to do that. And any expectations at that battle riot card? You know. It's it's weird how I look at well it's not weird it's it's maturity how I look at wrestling now and um, 
you know, this is, if you would ask me that question five years ago, I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to do this and I'm going to have the best match. And I'm going to, and those are always still goals. Cause I'm, you know, I'm a competitor, but I, I just see, and another thing I really like about MLW is I just want us as a team to go in there and just deliver, you know, and, and, and whatever my part is on that team, if it's leading, um, if it's following, if it's helping, if it's guiding, whatever it may be, um, I just want to be a valuable part of the team. So as a team, we go in there and we just deliver and we leave every single fan, you know, leaving the venue that night going to pan out when they coming back. So you had a pause of your career for about four years of your wrestling career from 2017 to 2021. Yep. Tell me about that and what made you decide to return? This. <laughs> this. Yes. I was living in a fire station in a helicopter and in a classroom. <laughs> that was, I was not taking it easy. Um, it, uh, it, it, it had gotten, well, my son had just been born. So um, I was very adamant about staying home more. Um, two, I've been wrestling a long time since then. So, I mean, I started amateur wrestling when I was 10 and never stopped. So I had some, uh, not big injuries, just nagging things. And, uh, and I wanted to finish school. You know, I wanted to have a medical career and I wanted to finish school. And um, it got to, I did pretty well for a while uh doing both but uh, i mean just your first couple of years of medical school are just like so there's not enough coffee in the world for that stuff um and most people that go to medical school are not um you know adults with children and jobs so uh, I, I had a lot on my plate so and you know and impact was they were i mean don't have one bad thing to say about them they were super cool from the start to the finish um we're still on very good terms and um um yeah so it was uh i was i was in a classroom or or fighting fire <laughs> So what did make you, uh, you know, what made you decide to return to the ring at this point? Um, going macro to micro. Macro would be, I'm a wrestler. I've always been a wrestler since I was 10 years old. That's mean wrestlers wrestled, you know, fighters fight, you know, pilots fly, you know. Right. Um, so there was always that thing left in me. I mean, physically, I feel fine. I feel great. Um and um, I feel like I do have a lot to give back and, and I want to give back. And um, it's like there's unfinished business. And now it's great because it's, it's just it's so much fun now. You know, it's it's all the stress of all the other stuff is just completely gone. It's it's so much fun now. And um, but uh, yeah, I was kind of on the fence about it. But then that show Cobra Kai, you know, that first episode where Johnny's watching Iron Eagle, I was like, my wife was there and she was like, you're going to go back. And I was like, yeah. And right away it was like a fire was lighting. It's great, man. And, it's something to train for. I feel like my style is very appreciated. Um, and, um, which I'm really thankful for. So, and it, it just, you know, all the pieces fit. It was like, like MLW, it was all organic. So what's, what is a typical day or week like for you nowadays? I know you're studying emergency medicine. I, I tweeted you recently, I believe, and asked you what you were studying exactly. Cause you had mentioned it and yeah. you said it was cardiothoracic emergency medicine. Um, so yeah. what, what is, what is the, the typical day or week for Davey Richards look like right now? <laughs> uh, so, uh, well, the first thing, come here. First thing is I get to hang out with this dude every day. Come here. You're going to say hi. Hi. <laughs> this is Hello. The man right here. Who's the man? Me. That's right. right. <laughs> uh, so, uh, a typical day for me is, um, got it all blurred together. Um, I either have, um, I usually wake up about like four 35. Um, I get my first workout in, which is usually at my house and I'll study wrestling or, or any kind of lecture I might have for that day. 
and then I will uh, either go to class or go to clinical. Um, <clears throat> and then I will get off. I will usually uh, go to my son's karate. I'll do a jujitsu and then I'll go down to Team Ambition Dojo and train those guys. And if I don't do jujitsu, I'll do like um, strength training. And uh, that's pretty much my day all the time. I do a lot of overnights too. Um, and then, I mean, it's, it's not uncommon for me to do an overnight ER, then leave straight from the ER, change in my car, and then grab a flight to Los Angeles or whatever to go wrestle. And then studying on the plane, I'm the guy that's kind of notorious for, if you need to find me at the show, I'm usually buried in a book somewhere. And uh, so it, it is definitely no rest for the weary. I used to have a life, though. And it was, from what I remember, it was fantastic. But uh, <laughs> maybe someday those days will return. So what's the ultimate goal for you with your studies at this point? Emergency room doctor, emergency yeah. room physician is what you're looking at. Yeah. What's it like to be in that world? It's, 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 it's odd um, because, you know, it, we just doctors make so much money and you really are paid for your education. You really are because I did more as a paramedic, you know, making 15 bucks an hour than I do, than I do as a physician, you know, as a paramedic, you know, I'm out there, I'm the first off the scene, you know, and, I'm innovating people and, and, you know, and, you know, ministering drugs and, you know, sticking needles in their arms and drilling needles into their, in their bones. And, uh, you know, you know, I'm doing all this crazy stuff, you know, and as, as a physician, it's, it's so weird because I'm just kind of there and monitor things like, okay, so I need to intubate someone. They can't breathe. They need to be hooked up to a ventilator. Well, as a medic, I would do it all myself. Now it's like, Oh, just call respiratory therapy. It's like, Oh, that's all I got to do. Uh, so I got to draw a lab. Usually I got get up the IV and draw the labs myself and get the medicine. Now I just have the IV team do that. So it's, it's, it's really weird. Um, it's very gratifying. I mean, I love it. I mean, you, I've really medicine just clicked with me for whatever reason, but you also made me really, um, fall in love with humanity, which is the, the most beautiful thing. Since I've come back, people have really noticed. I hear a lot about my, my candor has changed. Um, and I think I just kind of fell in love with medicine through medicine. You've kind of fall in love with humanity. You definitely see the the most ridiculous side of it too, but um, it's all in good fun. So, how close are you now to being a doctor? Two more tests. Wow. USMLE. Yeah. So, when, what, what's the time? Uh, like the time frame for that? What's the what's the timeline? Um, I'm going to take one. It was going to be the end of June. Now I'm going to take it in the middle of um, August, and then the other one is going to be in September. And then um, that'll be done. Then I finish out my residency. And then um, after that's done, which that, that should have been done by now, but COVID happened. So, yeah. And then um, and then I will be a board certified resident physician. Well, congratulations on that. And, and know that you have a lot of fans cheering you on for that. Uh, oh, yeah, I appreciate it. As well. Do. So doing a little research, I realized that you have wrestled for what looks like 22 different promotions in 2022, in addition to, I believe, eight matches that you wrestled WrestleMania weekend, if I have that right. Is yeah. it just is it just make it up for lost time? Or uh, it's, it, it's, it's kind of a – I was surprised to see Me how too. much of a workload you had. Um, well, I mean, I'm trying to stretch here. Um, so what, what, I guess when I came back, you know, I, I didn't know if anyone's even going to want to book me. You know, I didn't know if anyone was like, man, who, who is this guy? You know, because when I left, I feel like my style was not in vogue at all. And I didn't follow wrestling at all because, of, you know, I didn't want to watch it because I didn't want to get that itch. And I had to really focus on school. So um, 
Um, so when I came back, I was like, oh, I don't even even want to use me. And then it just kind of blew up and blew up and blew up. And then, and two, I, uh, I, I just, I, I come, I guess I come from a different generation. Oh, I sound so old. Uh, but, uh, you know, like you're supposed to get out there and you're supposed to wrestle, you know, that's what you, that's, that's our job. That's what we do, you know? And, um, and I guess third and most personal for me is I just want to get better. You know, that, that's, I, I don't, I don't, my main motivation in wrestling nowadays is just to give back and just to get better, you know, like the sport, you know, and like training with like Barnett and those guys has really opened my eyes to like, what is my place in the business? Cause I never cared about going on TV or being famous. I never cared about any of that. It's like, well, what am I here to do? And I just, you know, and, and Barnett really opened my eyes to like, you know, you, 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 I'm carrying on a lineage, you know, of like the real wrestlers from like, you know, Gotch and, and Fez and, and Billy Robinson, Suzuki and all those guys, you know, the guys that can really go out there and wrestle and uphold the art um, and, and the sport of professional wrestling, you know, stemming from like, you know, the catch as catch can days. So that's really been invigorating for me to just uh, learn more, you know, about our lineage and sport and put that into practice and hopefully inspire others. So um, it's, it's, I, I feel like I've, it's so easy to wrestle so much nowadays because I have great opponents and I'm, uh, I'm uh, doing something I truly believe in. When you're getting offers or, or seeking bookings at this point in your career, is there anything in particular you're looking for in a match or in a company when you're setting them up? Um, <clears throat> well, um, I'm not gonna do death matches. <laughs> yep. I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I'm not gonna do death matches. Um, I would very much prefer no really early morning flights because um, you know I, I would prefer that. Uh, but if it happens, it happens. You know, um, I don't. I, I, I would um, respectfully decline uh, intergender matches. Um, that's just a personal thing um that's about it really um please don't book me at the end of a 27 match card that'd be wonderful but uh, uh and yeah. stylistically you're looking for like in an opponent or do you kind of just like that different kind of style seeing how you kind of match you up know, with them yeah I, I like a different kind of style and you, you know like i wrestled some guys you would never think you know like yeah i wrestled like masada he's a great wrestler you know what mm -hmm. i mean so um you know it's a uh, I, I like being tested. I mean, obviously, it's always funny getting guys who are like more of my, you know, cut or cut from the same cloth as I, you know what I mean? But I mean, but the thing is, you, you only get better by wrestling people who are different. Than you, you know what I mean? Like, I could go out today and have a great match with Jonathan Gresham. Well, yeah, who can't? <laughs> who, who wouldn't have a, you know what I mean? But like, you know, someone were not even saying that I'm better than them or they're better than me, just different mentalities, different you know, stylistic approaches, you know what I mean? That's how you get better because you know how to adapt your style and what you like to do, you know, to, to what someone else does or, or what may make someone else or some other promotion money. So that, I feel that's how you grow and evolve as a wrestler. You mentioned before kind of wrestling as the sport being, you know, really your direction of things. What are your favorite kind of stories in pro wrestling? Because obviously there's a lot of storytelling you can do just, you know, within the context of, between the ropes too. <clears throat> Yeah, I've always viewed professional wrestling because I was never a fan of it growing up um, so much. But uh, wrestling is much like fighting. It's um, it, it's a man's struggle or, you know, a person's struggles to overcome their own limitations. So when, when you're out there and, you know, and I've been in amateur championship matches, I've been in 
you know, finals or jiu-jitsu tournaments. You know what I mean? I've been in the main events of big wrestling cards. It's y- your, your opponent is never your opponent. It's always what's in here. That's, that's the opponent. You know what I mean? Cause you know, all your insecurities, you know, all your weaknesses, you know, if you're hurt, if you're sick, if you got enough sleep the night before, if you're having family problems, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's always a, a person's struggles to overcome their own limitations. And that's the beauty of wrestling. And, uh, you know, the best part for me is the ability to have wrestling empower someone, you know, like, oh, I can do this because everyone has that at some point in their career, or I would say at least most do, um, you know, like, I mean, for me, I was like, man, I'm five, I'm five, seven, you know, I'm from the middle of nowhere. I don't know anyone in this business. And then little by little, it's like, I can do this, you know, I can do this, you know, so, and that's why I tell like my students and I also like, trust me, if I can do this, anybody can, it's, it's all about work ethic. So for me, that's the best story. Just someone's ability to overcome, you know, their own limitations or self-perceived limitations. All right. And other than right now, is there a version of Davy Richards or a time period or promotion you'd point to other than, you know, current where you thought that you were on top of your game most? If you like, if you were going to show a Davy Richards selection of matches to someone, is there any period that you prefer over others? I don't know. I used to do some crazy stuff. I was telling my students now, like, don't, don't, don't dive into the crowd. I had no idea what I was doing. Um, but uh, honestly, now, to be honest with you, I feel like I just, but, uh, but, but to, to um, parlay into the question at hand, um, I don't know. I, I, I definitely before I won the world title, because that was a really dark time in my life. Um, I would say probably um, right when I came back from Noah. I don't know. It, I would say no. To be honest with you now, I mean, I really feel like I'm, I mean, I've never felt better. I, I move better. Um, I don't know. I guess now, I don't know. Maybe people shouldn't be watching me at all. You know what? Watch me for what not to do. That's what you should do. But I don't know. Interesting. Um, what opponents have you had the best chemistry with in the ring and what partners have you, do you think you had the best chemistry with in the ring? Uh, I mean, tagging with Rocky Romero and Eddie Edwards was like, I mean, I mean, the thing is great tag teams. You know, it the first day it, it's organic and, you know, I'm, so they were great. As far as like people I like to wrestle, I mean, I mean, man, I, I feel like I've been blessed with so many good opponents since I've come back. You know, I mean, it's insane. You know, wrestling like Daniel Garcia, Jonathan Gresham, Robert Martyr kids really coming up and, um, uh, you know, Casey Navarro. I mean, just, you know, I wrestled Danny Limelight at MLW and he's a tag guy or at least he's part, you know, parlayed there and he's, he's freaking awesome. You know, he's outstanding. Yeah. Yeah. He's so good. Right. And, uh, you know, even guys you think are like, like you look at Alex Hammerstone, you're like, oh, this guy, he's a body guy. He's one of those guys who wants to look good. He can't go in the rain. Holy crap. Is he amazing? He's just, he's phenomenal on every level. And, um, I mean, I, I, just, I hate doing these because I'm not concerned with the people I name. I always consider concerned with the people don't. I don't name. Yeah. And, and then, and then I think about it later. I'm like, now he's going to think I don't, <laughs> you know, so it's like, so honestly, my 100%, my truthful answer, I mean, is I, I just, I, I've yet to have a really bad opponent yet. You know what I mean? It's been phenomenal on every level. And I'm just, it's, I'm, it's one of those things where I'm like, all right, this is got to end sometime, but uh, so far so good. With, with the recent shift of ring of honor, it seems appropriate to ask you what you kind of think the legacy of that promotion is and how you feel about your own body of work there. Um, the legacy was, was Gabe. I mean, Gabe, Carrie owning it, Gabe running it. That, that was, that was ring of honor. 
you know, not to say the other guys didn't do things. I mean, for example, Adam Pierce is, is the reason the American rules exist because he gave it a go. <laughs> um, um, he was great, you know, and, um, but I, the, the legacy, as far as from what I talk to people and myself, that was like the ring of honor under Gabe, you know, and Gabe was the mastermind <clears throat> and, uh, or, or Gabe was, Gabe was the perfect fit for that company, I should say. Um, and, uh, my body of work there, I, I always wanted to be there, you know, and, and, you know, it's one of those things where, um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm most proud to say that I'm, I earned everything I got there. You know I mean? I, I very much earned it. Um, so yeah, it was great. It was definitely, it was definitely time to go when I left. Um, and, but I'm very thankful for my time there. Uh, but the legacies began and ended with, with Gabe in my, in my opinion. And uh, with all this talk of the forbidden door in wrestling nowadays, if you could make it work with visas and whatnot, as well as with your incredibly busy schedule, are you interested in going back and wrestling in Japan uh, at some point? I know MLW has fairly open doors and various agreements yeah. all over the place. So yeah, yeah, and I'm, I mean, yeah, and I'm I'm sure I will. Um, you know, now that my schedule is light, I'm finally going back over to Europe this year because um, later this year because my my yeah, it's my it's more of my schedule. So now that that opens, the more that opens, the more I can get out there travel around this crazy world again what what does somebody like you learn uh when you're over in japan wrestling i learned i i learned to treat this as a sport um and, and i learned to respect this and to and, and just to uphold like like the prestige of it because over there it's it's held in very high regard you know what i mean it's 100 considered a sport you're you're it's you're much more likely um to find a Japanese wrestler with an extensive amateur background, you know, or legitimate sport background that you would in the United States. Although I feel it's changing, thank God. But, um, I, I don't know. I, it really solidified for me, like, you know, like at least at some part of the world, like what I believe is right. Cause at the time in the United States, it was kind of like, I'm definitely not in style anymore. So, but you know, so I, I learned appreciation for our sport. We're going to move to something we call the three count. Now it's going to be three quick questions and your responses. Uh, first one, you're studying to be a doctor. Who are your uh, three favorite wrestling doctors? Oh, crap. Uh, Isaac Yankum. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see. That's the thing is I, I didn't watch wrestling growing up. So I didn't. So, I mean, I, I never, oh, I never saw WBF. So this is not going to be a quick answer. Sorry. But like when I was in the Northwest growing up, we got Stampede and we got NWXW Northwest. So I saw like, you know, Roddy Piper, Buddy Rose. Owen Hart, um, Bad News Brown, Dynamite Kid, of course. But like WBF, I was like, uh. and I remember in high school, people were like NWO shirts. I thought it was a band. You know what I mean? Like I had no idea. And it wasn't until I was in college and my buddy was like, hey, man, have you ever seen pro wrestling from Japan? And I'm like, no. I was like, you mean like the, like the the WWF stuff? And he's like, check this out. And it was Pancrase. And I was like, oh, okay. yeah. this is so badass. So I thought that's <laughs> what I was getting into. Yeah. I was trying to come up with some wrestling doctor, at least names. It doesn't have to be the gimmick of it. You got Dr. Tom Pritchard. You got Dr. Death Steve Williams. You got Dr. D. David yeah, Schultz. Yeah, well, Steve Williams. I mean, hell, Jesus Christ. He was freaking awesome. And yeah. Dr. Yeah. Luther, if you remember him. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Yeah. Yeah. Because he was he's from Calgary, I think. Yeah. He was uh, a Jericho he, guy. Yep. Yeah. And he was he was, he wrestled a lot of the same promotions I did in the Northwest. But I think um, his time 
with those promotions ended right before I got started. So I, yeah. I, I think we just missed each other. But yeah, I, I hear great things. So. And now he's an AW, actually. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, we'll see. He throws you what I know. So. Yeah. All right. So you could have a straight grappling session with anyone in pro wrestling history who you've never wrestled. Who are you getting on the mat with and why? Billy Robinson, because I want to get beaten by the greatest. Interesting. Very good. You study him a lot? Tons. And of course, if you're talking to Josh Barnett often, you're probably hearing about him too. Oh yeah. Josh is, Josh is an absolute blessing to this business because he is, um, he's so knowledgeable. He's a great teacher, which is harder than it looks. And, uh, and he's so passionate about helping people. Um, I, I highly recommend any promotion anywhere in the world, any company, save up your money and hire that guy because he will not only inspire you, he, he will, he will break things, the most complicated things. He'll break down. You're like, Holy crap. Like he's, he's, I cannot say no good things about him. And finally, best piece of advice you can give anyone who wants to become a pro wrestler and the best piece of advice you can give anyone who wants to become a doctor. It's the same thing. You know, hard work works every time. You know, I, I, it's, it's, <laughs> it's the weirdest thing in the world, man. I'm, I'm, I'm the epitome of success. You know what I mean? I, I come from absolutely nothing. You know, my parents were in jail for doing drugs. I was raised my grandparents. My whole family's dead. I'm from a small town in the Northwest. No one's ever heard of. I'm short. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't know anyone in the business. And I made it. I'm considered one of the greatest wrestlers of my generation. And no one in my family even graduated high school. You know, my grandfather couldn't even read. And, and now I'm going to be a doctor. And I can tell you right now, I am not gifted in any way, shape, or form. Like, nothing. I just, I just, I, I just... You know, my grandfather gave me great advice. He's like, you know, the first, there's three great rules for life. Like one is show up because 90% of success in life is just showing up. Two is, you know, ears open, eyes open, mouth shut. And three, the most important rule is just find the hardest worker in the room and outwork them. You know, and if that, if, oh, so, hey, what time do you get up training? Well, I, oh, I train at 6 a.m. Okay, I need to get up at 5. Or, hey, I put in 12 hours, you know, training or studying. Okay, I need to put in 13. And it's those things work. I mean, they just, you know, I am not a smart guy <laughs> at all. Like, oh my God. I mean, well, my struggles with modern technology should illustrate that quite well. Um, but I, I just, you know, I just, I've yet to meet the person that will outwork me. So, I mean, that's really all I have. Um, now I'll probably die of 65 from hypertension, but, but it'll be a good 65. So it's just hard work, man. And the great thing is everyone can do it. Everybody. There's no such thing as talent. It's, it's a made up word. It's just hard work. Well, thank you very much uh, for joining us today on Under the Ring Pro Wrestling Conversations, and uh, congratulations on all you've accomplished in your career and your in your comeback, and uh, and and the best to you, you know, for all you're going to accomplish in your upcoming uh, medical career too. Thank you very much, and I'm thank you for being patient with me and my crazy schedule. Hey, you know what? We I wanted to tell this story because I, I just found I, I find your story very unique and interesting yeah, in, in this much. crazy world of pro wrestling. Thanks again, everyone, for joining us this week on Under the Ring Pro Wrestling Conversations. I'd like to thank Davey Richards, soon to be Dr. Richards, for joining us today. And also like to thank Court Bauer and Mr. Jared St. Laurent from Major League Wrestling for their help setting it up. Join us again next week where our guest from WWE and the Judgment Day will be Mr. Punishment himself, the Archer of Infamy, Damian Priest. Very excited to get Damian Priest on Under the Ring. Have a great week, everyone. Have a great week, everyone.